You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. All right. Hello, everybody. I am here via Zoom with Bianca Pastrana, all coming all the way from Dallas, Texas. How you doing, girl? Just living it up. It's a beautiful day, and it's it's never been better. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I'm ready for the fall weather. Is it Come. so hot there? Oh, it depends on the moments. It yeah. depends on the time of day, but it is, it's getting really nice. It is like walkable every time, every day, just walking like crazy. Yeah. So. Um, well, if y'all are avid listeners to Heart and Soul, then you probably heard our interview with Carly Fink a couple weeks, maybe a month back. I don't even know. Maybe more than that. Quarantine, what is time? So um, Carly and Bianca are best friends in Dallas. And the way that Bianca, actually Bianca and I have never met. <laughs> That's the best part of the whole story. You really set up so much that actually is crazy. It's actually, actually crazy that we've never met in real life because you've truly been a part of so many aspects of like connecting people without even being connected yourself in some ways. It's great. I love it. It's just so funny that like God saw it fit for all of the things to work the way that they did even without you really knowing anything about who I am. (laughs) Well, like, and vice versa too, because I was telling Carly, we kind of had this like epiphany moment when she was on the podcast of like, wait, 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 wait a minute. It really all starts with Michael. Yeah, Michael doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just (laughs) part of like bringing all these girls together and he doesn't even know it. No, and he really doesn't even answer us in the group text, so it's rude. Um, okay. So let's kind of dive into that then. How did we get connected? How do you know Michael and like go into that? Well, so actually, I I actually don't think that you know this. So this is going to be a first time for you to hear this, but the night that I met Michael, honestly, he might not know this. The (laughs) night I met Michael, I had just moved back to Dallas and I wanted community and I needed community because it had just been a long season of like, I lived in Albuquerque for a while. And I was just really looking to like plug in dive deep. I had great community there. And so I was looking to have that again in Dallas, but I was starting from scratch. And so I got plugged in quickly to a church that Michael was also part of Antioch. And the first night of small group, I remember I had just gone through a really bad breakup. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, the Lord was just teaching me so much about starting fresh and having good boundaries with guy friends and just what that looks like, because I didn't really have that. And I remember that night I met Michael. First off, he was wearing like a full sweatsuit, like sweatshirt, sweatpants, like hoodie on, like you couldn't even see what he looks like. So I was like, who is this weirdo? Loved it. But it was just funny. And I remember the Lord spoke to me that night and said like that's the type of person that I have for you and that night I heard I know this is crazy but in within the span of maybe five minutes I heard Michael thank somebody encourage somebody and apologize to somebody and I was like who is this guy and we just got to like build great friendship within community where 
I just totally admired who he was. Like it was kind of one of the first times I've seen a guy that's like sold out for Jesus, just like down to just be such a light for other people. And he was just such a great friend to everybody that I was like, this exists. It was so weird. I was like, that's crazy. Just like a great time. And every time you hang out with him, you learn something new and you're, he just surprises you with his little, little like dance moves, his jokes, his rapping, his this, everything all the time. And I was like, what the heck? So it was just cool getting to know him. And then we had connections where he knows one of my like kind of relatives like they were in a fraternity together it's just such a small world um so that's kind of how we got connected and then he moved I guess started dating you moved out to Wilmington the whole thing and I saw that he was dating someone I was like oh she must be awesome I gotta follow her <laughs> so yeah I followed you and then I think you know at some point you probably followed me back and so we just kind of became insta friends and it all just went from there it feels so real I mean Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> It really does. Also, I remember meeting um, or my friend. I can't can't remember like exactly how this went, but I remember my friend tried to set me up with Michael, and then I talked to him on the phone for the first time or something, and I was like, "He's not real." <laughs> no, no, not at all. This has got to be like um, something's coming around the corner. Like it's gonna fail for sure. And I remember telling Carly, like, we were, I think we had gone on, like, three dates, and he had, like, asked me to be his girlfriend, which was, like, so, okay, like, a lot for me. And I, like, said yes, but I was, like, still confused because we lived in different <laughs> states. And I, like, came back to, and I went to Carly's house, like, right after I landed. And I was, like, what? And she was, like, do you have a boyfriend? And I was, like, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did this happen? No, I actually still, with, like, Car- like Carly will make jokes we're like we're just waiting for our, for our Michael Bingo like it's fine just waiting for him oh I feel honored that I actually got one you uh, did okay well so we're Instagram friends um and I just really admire like your authenticity on which is like such a buzzword these days but you're authentic- sure. on Instagram and then one of my friends from Wilmington Carly who y'all know moved to Dallas and I was like y'all need to be friends because all of my friends who lived in Dallas are no longer in Dallas anymore. So I was like, the only person I know is someone I've never met. <laughs> Incredible. But yeah. hey, it worked out. I did. It really did. So um, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do. Who is Bianca? Who is she? I, well, I do hair, which is such a cool thing. I just, I grew up loving it. And so looking back, It makes total sense. But of course, in the moment, I was like, well, I have to go to college and I have to follow XYZ. But it took a move out west to Albuquerque where I didn't know anybody. I'd worked at a summer camp for a couple of years out there and I just fell in love with the mountains. I grew up in Dallas. So I had just experienced all that I thought Dallas had to offer at that point when I was 21, when I moved out. And I moved and within a week, the Lord was like, Hey, I think I think hairs in your future. And I had made so many different decisions <laughs> that I prayed about it for a full year before I decided to go to hair school, which is probably the longest I've ever waited to do anything. I'm incredibly <laughs> impulsive. Spontaneous is a nicer word to put it, but I'm definitely impulsive, very decisive. I know what I want when I want it all in. And so it was kind of a cool experience to be able to sit on that and pray on that and 
talk to the people around me. And so I got into doing hair. So that was, I graduated about seven years ago, which is crazy how time flies. You graduated from hair school seven years ago? Yes. So I've been. Did you go to, did you go to college for something else? I did. So actually it's kind of funny because it, it really all ties together, but I did go to college for a year and a half before I moved to Albuquerque. I was at Texas A&M for a year, and then I went to University of North Texas for a semester. So at first, I was a psychology major. I wanted to go into counseling, which is still, like, I love, I love psychology, love the whole idea of therapy, big fan in it, honestly, love, love, love. So I thought I want to be a counselor until I realized how much schooling you had to do, and I said, I'm a hard out on that. (laughs) And then I was like, maybe college is like not it for me. And so I moved back home, took a semester off, kind of just worked and was figuring out what I wanted to do. Then I did a semester thinking, okay, maybe if I do something that's fun, I'll enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. So I was a drawing and painting major for a semester, which was awful in a whole other degree. It's like, you're creating this original art and then you just put it on a wall for people to judge, which was just not fun. Yeah. Um, But now with doing hair, I feel like I kind of have a little bit of both of that. Like I am an artist, but I also am what I like to call a therapist and I talk to people about their problems. I mean, the amount of times people sit in my chair and cry and talk about the things going on in their lives is endless. And it's, it's such a cool relationship you're building. I mean, I just walk through I've been doing this girl's hair for like five years. She's been dating her boyfriend and we've been talking every time she comes in, when are you getting engaged girl? And she just got engaged. And I'm like, what a freaking win. It's just cool to be able to walk with people through all these different stages of lives, marriage, marriage and kids and everything. It's, it's really a a relationship that you just can't get in a lot of other areas. And I kind of forget because I think, Oh, it's just hair. Oh, it's vain. It's, it's something that doesn't really matter, but it really is super, super, super rewarding for not just them to get beautiful hair, but also for me to get to build that relationship, which is so fun. Yeah. I, um, I've never heard the term therapist before, <laughs> but it's so real. Like whenever I go get my hair done, which is very rare, you'll, you would not be proud of me. But whenever I do, it, my, good, my two good friends do my hair. And every time I'm there, you're there for like three hours. You're yeah. sitting in a chair. It's pretty rare for you to have like undistracted conversations with people these days. So Absolutely. yeah, there's a lot of tears and like all the things come out when you're sitting down with your therapist. And so really you're using art and counseling in hair. All in one. All in one. So how did your like career evolve? Like how did it start and where, where are you now? Whew. I had a very interesting journey. I was very like two steps forward, one step back, which I wouldn't change it for anything. Started hair school in Albuquerque, was there for six months. And then that breakup that I had mentioned earlier, I that happened in the middle of me being far away from home. And I just kind of got to this point where I realized, okay, I think I I've figured out what I wanted to do. I've learned the lessons that I have here. And now I just kind of want to be close to my family again. So I moved back. So I did half of my hair school in Albuquerque, half in Dallas, two completely separate experiences just because of the culture of the different places, but super great to be able to meet as many people as I did. Graduated hair school was just ready to do hair. 
And a lot of times people don't realize that you have to go through generally some type of assistant program or apprenticeship to kind of bridge that gap between, okay, I learned just the basics in school to this is what's actually real life. And usually those programs last six months to a year. And I was not about that. I was like, get me doing some hair. So I found this place that had just one owner working there and she told me she would teach me everything she knew and I started to work for her for 10 months she threw me out there I did some awful hair or it's just so bad I so bad but she threw me out there and then about 10 months in I realized all my friends that I'd graduated with were working in these big salons which was what I wanted but I just settled and they all went through these apprenticeship and assistant programs and they were learning so much and I didn't have that. And so I ended up moving about 10 months to a year in to a big salon where I went backwards and I did an assistant program for eight months and then restarted building my clientele. So it was very back and forth, definitely a hard situation to navigate, but I was grateful for it. And that's when I kind of started, which was great because that's when Instagram really started to take off for people posting hair pictures and I had kind of built a friendship with so many people in Dallas at that point that I started off pretty well for someone that had no clientele and it's just grown from there. I definitely think Instagram has been a huge part of that for me which now I never post hair pictures rarely rarely but there's enough there to know that I do hair but it's really crazy how much people still find me for hair, even though it's it's not my main thing on my page. But Instagram's been huge and just referrals and people telling their friends, you know, I have like a group of people that are all friends or a group of people that all work together, um, which is really cool to have. And yeah, it's been just like seven years of upwards growth. About a little over a year ago, I became my own business LLC which was so scary it was it just got to that point where I was like I think that I'm it's it's hard because you have to make enough money to know that like you can pay your taxes and do a stuff it has to be worth it so it's kind of like once you get a big enough clientele that you know this is how this is how this is run if I weren't wasn't giving x amount of percentage to this salon this is how much I would take home can I live off of half of that you know there's there are a lot of numbers and I don't know anything (laughs) like I went in just taking a leap and it was one of the best choices I've made um I was definitely ready it was about almost six years in so I feel like I probably could have done it earlier but I'm really happy with the timing so then about three months ago pandemic life of just working for a lot of other people even though I was my own business I would rent chairs at different salons and studio spaces and just kind of getting to this point of realizing I just I want to be able to control what happens in this room and uh, working with just a bunch of different people I couldn't as much control the atmosphere and I don't want to be one of those, like the energy, but kind of like every place you go into has like a vibe, a feeling, and I'm chill vibes only. I'm actually incredibly quiet behind the chair because I'm just in my zone and I wanted people to feel comfortable. I wanted to be able to have more control 
over one, the aesthetics, the way things look, because I care a lot about that. And two, just make people feel comfortable and like they can relax and say whatever they want to say. So I opened up my own two chair studio and it's been, I mean, beyond, beyond. It was also an impulse decision, but one of the best ones. Yeah. And you did it during like quarantine. Which oh, is really yeah. cool to watch. No, like the day that I just from the day I decided to lease that space to the day I moved in, granted it was an empty room. I had bought zero things from the day that I decided to the day I moved in was two and a half weeks. And it was like done. It was insane. I have a strong support group of people that helped me put it together, but it's been amazing. It's so beautiful. I just I love being there. It's quiet, chill vibes. It's, it's so cute. Talk about aesthetics. You're, uh, you're on there. I love it. And I've just been dreaming of buying a house for as long as I can remember. So it kind of tied me over. <laughs> I had like one extra thing I got to decorate and put together. I love following <laughs> your decorating. Like you always show your um, apartment and I love the like before and afters of when you like clean uh, up and like what it was to what it is now. I am on a journey of saving to buy a house and I cannot be tamed. I am, I am on all of the apps looking at how it's, it's potentially on the verge of unhealthy, but I just love it so much. I want to change everything in my apartment right now, but I'm not going to. Have you always like had a, an eye for decor or is this like something new? I actually don't know. It might be new ish. I mean, I never, I never had great taste. I guess I had good taste, like, within the time. But when you look back, you're like, why did I have a purple room with butterflies everywhere? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. I had a, in high school, I had one wall that was um, bright blue and then one wall that was bright green and every other wall was that, co- every other color. It yeah. Was, we love- it was not okay. <laughs> no, I, it, I, I, I had that. Like, I asked for it, you know? Like, oh, 100%. In my head, it seemed so cute, but it wasn't. Um, okay, I'm going to go backwards in your story a little bit. Yeah. You, said you were dating a guy. Yeah. And then you broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind exploring or diving a little deeper into your dating life now? What um, life in Dallas is like for you on the social scene? Oh, yeah. Well, quarantine and... COVID's been very interesting and all of that for sure, which is funny though, because I think I've gone on more dates during this time than I did like all of last year, truly. Uh, (laughs) But dating's interesting. Last year, I went through another different person, really, really, really hard breakup um, right after my birthday in February. Mm -hmm. And that was just a huge moment for me. I was really just wandering far off from my relationship with the Lord. I was stuck in a relationship that was now, I mean, sitting back on the other side of it, realizing how like codependent and toxic it was. And just having this low point of realizing, wow, wow, wow. I need to figure out what was happening there and and where I need to go from here and how I can just kind of redirect my life back to what is really true and find my foundation again. And so after that was a lot of therapy, which is 
amazing. And his, I mean, all of last year just taught me so much about who I am and, and how I function and how I perceive the world and how I work in relationships and, and where I fall short. And it's been really, really eye-opening. And so now this year, I feel like, okay, I think I'm ready to date-ish. It's interesting for me personally, I'm 29, I'm almost 30. And I grew up not dreaming of a wedding and all of the things I never thought, oh, I'll get married right out of college or at 23, 24. I never had those thoughts. I am the youngest and only girl. So I fit all of the stereotypes of that. And I always wanted to get married later in life because I was very dependent. And so to me, I think to an extent, I'm a little bit more content in my singleness than maybe those that expected to be married earlier. Um, I have spent a lot of my 20s just figuring things out and learning how to take care of myself and budget money and build a business and things that I wanted to learn how to do all of this because I never wanted to go from my dad taking care of me to some other man because God forbid I'm 65 and learning how to take care of myself. Um, and I know everybody's story is so different, but that was just genuinely my deepest desire was to get married later. And so now I'm like, okay, I I guess I'm ready, ready, whatever that means. (laughs) But so I'm like, okay, I'll kind of start dating. And so I have been, but for me, it takes a lot out of me. (laughs) I don't like, oh yeah, I do. I don't like going on dates. I've generally dated people who I was friends with first and it just kind of naturally progressed into that which is ideal in my eyes but going on first dates is just really intimidating for me (laughs) and a little bit scary just because I I don't want to know what your dog's name is I don't want to know your favorite color like tell me tell me what keeps you up at night tell me you know all the the deeper things but I can easily scare people away by being as forward as I am in those situations. So dating's been interesting, not bad, definitely good. I'm trying to have a better perspective of just understanding, like, you don't have to see him like, oh, this is my husband. You need to see, this is me meeting somebody. This is me getting to know another person and really getting to leave them better than I found them. So it's interesting. I did just kind of come off a couple of dates with someone a few weeks, a month ago. And that was interesting because he was great. Like best, best ever. And everyone was like, that I knew that knew him just praised him like all day long, which is great. I was, I was shocked. And at the end of the day, we just genuinely weren't a good match. I was like, I don't think that you get my jokes and I'm not that hard to get, Mm. but we just, we just were missing each other. And so I think I've, kind of shifted a lot from like I think I deserve better to like I just deserve different because you're a great guy best but we just are different and that's okay just because you're a great guy doesn't mean you have to be my husband um which was really interesting but it is funny because after our first date (laughs) I called Carly actually immediately I did not want to go on this date I was just over the idea of all dating and I go on the first date and it was great And I called Carly and I said, I don't want my life to change. (laughs) And it really gave me some perspective of, okay, yes, they're great, but wow, 
I actually enjoy my life even more than I realized Mm. because it is going to take someone super special to fit into the mix of what I got going on. So we'll see. I'm kind of, I'm open, but also just, I have so many goals. I'm an Enneagram three. So I am like constantly forward thinking of like all the things I want to do. Like I want to buy a house. I want to go on this trip. I want to do all these things around my apartment. I want to do this in my business that it's hard for me to really desire to have someone come in in the mix of all of it. So we'll see. I'm open. I'm chill. I mean, if you're single guys listening, I don't think any, any guys, the 1%, the 1%, the 1% is here for me. I'm here for it. (laughs) I like that. I like that line. Uh, I don't deserve better. I just, want different is that what you said yeah you just deserve different I think that's like it can easily put other people down that it's you know just realizing they're not worse off than you are you know whatever it's it's easy to be like well I just deserve better than them but really it's just different yeah that's so good when Michael and I um first started dating I I usually don't like telling this because it makes me feel weird at first. But now I like, now that I know him, I get it. But he (laughs) told me like six months into dating that he like did not pray for our relationship once for like the first six months. (laughs) And he was basically saying like, I think that especially like in the Christian culture, it puts so much when you go on a date with someone, like you put so much pressure on yourself to see like, is this my person or is this the one, is this going to be my wife? And like, when you pray into that, it it, like develops an even stronger intimacy around it that creates sometimes really false expectations. So he was like, I didn't want to put that pressure on us in the beginning, even in my prayer life. So I wanted it to be like, just very like natural, you know, like did we have a good time on the first date? Cool. Wow. Do we want to go on a second date? Sure. Do we, and then like every kind of gauge it like one date at a time. Um, and then he was like, and then I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is like, could be real. So then I'm going to put some like intimacy into it via prayer. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Oh. And I've, I actually really like good. really appreciate that now, especially knowing him now, how thoughtful he is. Like it really probably did take a lot of pressure off of me in the beginning too. Cause I remember like dating in college or I didn't really date anyone in college, but when people would like try to pursue me, they would always, it was like always in the church. And it was this like very intense, like, I want to pursue you towards marriage. And you're like, Whoa, bro. Like I just got out of like journalism school, you know, like, I don't know. Like I don't really have that kind of mentality right now. I just went on a date. So I don't know. I just got off on a tangent, but I just like that you're not putting too much pressure on yourself to like dive into another season because you're just enjoying the one that you're in. It's kind of what I was trying to get at. (laughs) Well, I feel feel the same way as Michael, which is funny because I mean, one, when I was going on these dates with this great guy recently, after we hung out, I I would just have to remind myself, like, I don't need to get 87 steps ahead. Like, yeah. Do I want to see him again? If the answer is yes, cool. That's all That's all we need for right now. And that's okay. I think because I'm older, it's like, okay, well, we need to figure out every step of the way before, like, before it even happens. It's like, no, it's okay. It's okay if it doesn't work out. But then on top of that, a few nights ago, <laughs> this is really funny. You should have seen my face. I'm hanging out with a couple girl- girlfriends. 
Carly was there too. And like a couple of our other friends, people that I've met through her, she's actually now introducing me to so many more people. I'm like, I've, I'm from here and I don't know as many people as you know. You'll um, find she'll, she'll know everyone in Dallas by the end of the year. Oh, oh, already she does. And so they're all talking and, you know, we're talking about relationships and future. And a lot of them are talking about their journals where they write letters to their future husband and all these things and I had this moment where I was like I've never I've never done that once not once not once and so I was like is this wrong am I okay like what's gonna happen I don't have anything to present to you like on our wedding day of every time I prayed for you I'm so sorry but I had it was just funny to realize everyone's different and that's okay it was just a really interesting moment where I was like should I be doing that <laughs> I had nothing to prepare or to give to Michael. I don't even know what I got him. <laughs> so you're good. Um, okay, so you said that you're an Enneagram three. I love the Enneagram. And I, I can definitely see the achiever in you. What's your wing? Uh, I have a two wing. I think maybe I hear that you need both wings to fly. So I'm hoping that maybe I do have a little four too. Um, I like that. I've never heard that. Yeah. So in the, on that same note, being the achiever that you are, you also just decided to sign up for a nutrition school. Yep. <laughs> that you know, that. The thing is that I, uh, well, I have learned really quick that I have gone through just many health issues in my life. I, I did not get granted the genetic lottery is out. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase that, but I don't have the best genetics, which has been really hard to come to terms with. And even now in nutrition school learning, like, yes, your genetics play a factor, but they're not everything. And so I grew up a lot of times believing, okay, this is the thorn in my side. This is just my one thing. I'll never be able to be X, Y, Z because this is just the, the hand I was dealt. Um, and so after moving back from Albuquerque, I was the heaviest I had ever been, uh, and as well as physically the sickest, but I didn't realize it until I decided to, for the first time, see a functional medicine doctor who was a believer, who prayed over me, who believed that the Lord was going to heal me, who told me that my body's not like every other body, that everybody is different, and what works for one person doesn't work for everybody which was truly the first time I'd ever heard that. And it, mm -hmm. it just opened my eyes so much to holistic nutrition, holistic health, just believing for the first time that our bodies are made to heal themselves. And even now in the nutrition school I'm in, it is holistic based and they believe in bioindividuality, which is everybody is different. What works for one doesn't work for all everybody. And one of our, um, I think the founder, he always says, your body is made to heal itself and it will heal itself if you give it half a chance. Like if you give your body a chance to heal itself, it's going to, you just have to do a little bit of work. And so I've kind of spent the last six to seven years navigating that. And it is not easy in the slightest. Uh, it's a really hard journey. One that I am continually on I don't think it'll ever end and I'm just trying to figure out what's best for me, but it started a lot with figuring out some of my food sensitivities, doing some exercise, working 
through the food sensitivities. Then I would like go back to binging. Then I would go back to just trying to figure out, okay, this food doesn't actually make me feel absolutely terrible. Like I'm incense or I'm sensitive to certain foods, but it really just makes me tired or it gives me acne, Mm -hmm. but not realizing how much it truly affects me on the inside. And so it's been a journey, which then led to the end of 2017, asking the Lord, (laughs) started praying my biggest prayer yet, which was, Lord, give me physical consequences of what I'm doing to myself so that I can really understand like how much I'm hurting myself by being so back and forth. Cause because I'm probably because I'm a three, I'm very much one end of the spectrum or the other. So I was either all in taking all my supplements, healthy whole foods all the time, or I was eating out three times a day. There was no in between. Mm -hmm. And even still, sometimes there's no in between depending on how I'm functioning (laughs) at the time. And so I started praying that at the end of 2017, 2018, got really sick. I had a parasite. I was nauseous constantly. If I ate, I was nauseous. If I didn't eat, I was nauseous, which then led to a lot of anxiety, which I had never struggled with before. And so 2018 was just a full year of me trying to navigate eating. Um, I started working out a little bit towards the end, but I lost a significant amount of weight. It was for me, it was significant. It was 50 pounds, which made a huge difference in my body. And I looked healthier like to the outside world, but I had never physically felt sicker Mm. in my entire life. I was anxious, like crazy. I was just sick and nauseous all the time. And so it was really hard, which is just crazy because it was, it was just hard to hear people praise me for looking the way that I looked despite feeling, and I would tell people how I felt. Um, So just through all of that and then gaining back some of that weight last year because I started going to therapy and I was working on all the other aspects of my life, the emotional health, the mental, the spiritual, especially, and getting happier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, My body, I, all the anxiety that I felt really like fled and I've been so much better in all the other areas. And so then this year, I've just kind of trying to find the balance between all of the aspects. And so that's where nutrition school comes in for me. (laughs) Getting back to your question after that full, full backstory is I just want to know as much as I can for my own journey. And I don't know what that's going to look like for helping other people, because in May, I will be a certified holistic health coach. Um, But I just know for me, I, I just have such a big desire to know what's happening in my body and how I feel and what's the best way for me to function. And so doing nutrition school was the best way that I thought would help me to learn about all aspects, Mm. not just nutrition and macronutrients and micronutrients and your gut and all of that. But I also learn about how important it is to have your career and your finances and how it's good to have relationships that are in solid places because all of that contributes to your health, not just what you put in your body or how much you work out. And so really trying to grasp all aspects and really work on health as a whole rather than just the food I put in my body 
so it's been it's it's a whole journey that is forever long I'm sure you can relate (laughs) I think you're right in that it never ends I think that a lot of women especially hope to get to like some point of like I'm all healed and patched up now and everything's fine and it's yeah and if you do, that's great. Tell me your secrets. But for, <laughs> for me, it's like a daily battle and choice. Cause I'm very similar. It's like an all or nothing mentality. I either like go all out on the, on the healthy eating, healthy exercise, quote unquote, I, I say healthy with light terms, but I either go all out in that lifestyle or I'm like, well, if I didn't make a good decision here, then I'm the whole day has gone to crap, you know? So I might yeah. as well like waste it. Um, but I think that there is like a happy medium where like you still get to enjoy life's fun experiences with good, maybe not so good for you food, but also feed your body and feel it the way that, um, it deserves and it needs. And everybody is different. Like what works for one person probably won't work for you. So you really have to do the work to figure out like what is best for me. Yes, for what, sure. What do you feel like you're, where do you feel like you're at right now with like your relationship to your own body? So uh, this is always an interesting topic for me because it was only a couple years ago that I had this realization because obviously growing up with a lot of girlfriends and talking through body image and, and hearing people say different things about their bodies it it's always interesting how everyone is different and especially me asking my friends questions which now has come to I ask a lot of my friends when they speak poorly of their body or or we just kind of get on the topic of body image I always ask my people how their moms were Mm. which is huge because for me I think what I realized is I've always been fairly confident I've always had fairly positive body image obviously have just as many insecurities as the next person um but I realized about maybe two years ago that I've never heard my mom say a negative thing about her body which is absolutely insane Mm -hmm. and it was never a huge body positive life it was just more like I just have so many other things on my plate. I have projects. I'm doing this. I'm taking care of a family. It was a non-issue. And to me, it was super healthy because I never grew up learning how to speak poorly about myself. It just wasn't something I did um, naturally, which I have, I've never been more thankful because knowing just how how much health stuff I've gone through and all of those things, I just can't imagine how much of a lower place I would be in if my situation was different, Mm -hmm. just because I can easily get down on myself thinking, well, dang, like, I feel like I have to work twice as hard just to be the same as everybody else because of my genetics or because of the way that my body is this, that, the other. And I do still have those moments, but because of the way that I was raised and just how I never really learned to think those thoughts and to sit in that I am able to have a little bit of a healthier outlook, which is great. So for me, body wise, I 
I genuinely love my body. Are there things I would like to change and work on? Absolutely. I don't think you, you have to have one without the other. I don't think you have to like love your body and not want to change anything. You can love your body and still want to be better in any area. So that's kind of where I'm at. I definitely have basically my goal that I always think through and tell people because everyone has, you know, whatever their big goal is. This is where I feel like I'll make it. And for me, it's less about any numbers or sizes or looks. It's more in the sense of I want to physically be able to at any given moment do any type of physical activity and not be scared that I won't be able to. Whether that's like go kayaking, go on a little hike, go play basketball with friends, you know, whatever it may be. I want to know that my body is strong enough and I have endurance and the ability to do those things without full, like crazy insecurity coming in the back of my mind because of it. Does that make sense? I love that goal. It's, I love it because it's not centered on a number. It's very much, I just, I want to be strong and I want to be the best version of myself. I mean, the best, the best version of myself. And I have no idea what that looks like. And I'm really in this season right now, especially of learning and trying to rewire my brain to understand that it's the little things you do every day that become the big things. Because me, I just think if I don't work out for an hour and a half today, then I might as well not work out at all. Mm -hmm. But like, oh no, if I go on a 30 minute walk, that's great. Yeah. And if I do that every day or like five times a week, that's amazing. Better than not doing anything if you're going to do nothing just because you want to work out for an hour and a half. So it's hard because I did grow up an athlete and so I'm very much go big or go home. So I'm trying to rewire my brain to just show up for myself, even in the small things and know that that will eventually pay off and become the big things. Cause I want whatever I do to be sustainable. I want to be able to do what I do for the rest of my life, not Mm -hmm. just for a couple of weeks. Girl, snaps all around. (laughs) Snaps all around. That's so good. I love that. I think that, yeah, I I mean, I I can't I can't say anything else to to top what you just said. But I did read on Instagram one time that um it's not about self or it's not about body love, it's about body acceptance. So you don't necessarily need to love every single thing about your body at all times, but to accept it in its present state where it is now, at least, at least gives it the grace to be where it is and then to become what it can become. So that really rewired me because I'm like, oh, self-love, but I'm like, I don't really love myself right now. (laughs) You know, like I want to, I do want to be better. I do. I don't know. So that, that was a really like good shift in perspective for me. It's about body acceptance, which speaking of Instagram, you're big on it. I love Instagram. You're all over the gram. You're, you're my favorite thing about you on Instagram is you're like super, this is who I am right now. This is what I'm actually doing right now. That's not like a highlight reel. It's very much like, Hey, here's where I'm at. You're very authentic on your stories. And I feel like outside of me, you've probably built a lot of relationships on Instagram. Kind of Definitely. kind of walk us through or walk our listeners through like what your mentality is around connecting with people on Instagram and like what your 
not strategy is, but how you go about doing that. It's so funny because I do get a lot of people that are, that just say things like, especially my mom that are just like, how do you go on your stories looking that way? Cause I will go on looking like, haven't washed my hair for eight days, just totally ratchet. That is just the vibe, you know, like, I just don't care. And so my mom definitely questions that, but like, how do you just share all the things? The problem really is that I am an overshare. So I have no, no filters. Like I just share whatever with whoever. I just love for people to feel like they're part of my life. And so it's great on one hand. On the other hand, my real life friends get a little bit hurt because they're like, cool, I had to find out all this stuff through Instagram. I, there's nothing special to being your actual real life friend. Oh. That is like true, true story. So I, there's part of me that like wants to find a balance of like, I don't want to share too much, but I just, I love it. And because I think there are so many people out there that just share certain aspects, like you know, I couldn't, I could go on my stories and never say that I get Botox or filler, but I know there are people that have never gotten it that are curious of the experience. And so I share that stuff because people are interested Mm -hmm. or I don't know, it's just all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, I go on my stories crying if I'm crying about weird stuff all the time. I mean, it's just my life. And so I like sharing that because I feel like it's real. It is hard because I get (laughs) there are many hard parts. One, I'm not an influencer. I have a full-time job. And so it is hard because people will just message me, send me the link, send the link. And I'm like, maybe if you help me get to 10,000 followers, I can swipe it up for you, girl. So there are definitely hard moments. For the most part, everyone is so kind. I mean, the amount of people that send me nice things is, is beyond me because I'm like, if you only knew, I mean, I'm not perfect, obviously, but wow that's the people are very nice people are also very mean but not super often yeah so it's it's definitely the good outweighs the bad but really I don't have any specific way that I show up I just show up however I want in that moment um and it's worked out so far I think especially for my business what's helped is that a lot of times I think people that do hair and just post about hair they don't really show who they are Mm -hmm. and so for me, I've seen such an influx of people that are like, I've followed you on Instagram for X amount of time. They know my cat's names. They know, they know everything about my life, which does not freak me out. I think it's amazing. Obviously I put it out there, Yeah. but what's really cool about having the Instagram, the way that I do and share so much, plus having people find me to do their hair is it, it builds this starting point point where one, they already trust me, and two, they already kind of have some places that we can, like, share about different things, like home decor, or, oh, I saw you went to this restaurant, or that, which is why I tell people if they're trying to build any type of brand, do anything that's, like, relational in any way, or entrepreneur, whatever, to show who you are. People want to know who you are, Mm. to an extent, I don't know, maybe, but they want to see that you're a real person, that you have real interests, what those interests are. People are nosy. Like I am nosy. I'm like, yes, I want to know. I want a house tour. Are you kidding? I just watched one today that was like 10 minutes long. I'm like, I want to see every inch of that place. Show me the pantry. But people are like that. And so I want, and I want to share all that stuff because I think it's cool. And 
so it's been really fun because I love I love to share and overshare and so I just feel like every the people that are in it are in it and people that aren't they aren't and that's okay I think that that's the best advice is you don't have to show up a certain way to show up how you are like like, really what it is people really try to like you know get it all like this perfect way and like their feet a certain look and and I'm guilty of it too are you kidding you can go back and look I have certain moods and themes whatever but now I'm just at that point where I'm like forget about it mm-hmm. I'm almost 30 and I just think I've just gotten this point where I'm like I don't care you know if you like it you like it and if you don't that's okay yeah follow or unfollow at this point follow- Follow at Captivate Others or unfollow at Captivate <laughs> Others. plug. <laughs> we'll link it in the bio, though. You're going to want to follow her. Um, okay, so you said you're a big goal setter. What's your next big goal? Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is actually stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been working through this. I need to talk with my therapist about it next week. So just a couple weeks ago, I became debt-free. Which was a huge goal, which was to be debt-free by 30. It happened, and I cried a lot. And even still, sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, this is so cool, exciting, great. And I have let the idea of having debt, like school loans and uh, credit card and whatever, hold me back from doing things because I was like, well, I, I can't do any big fun things or whatever until my debt's gone. And so now that it's gone, I think, uh, okay, what now? So obviously, like I said earlier, my a house is, I mean, it's big on the list. They're just all the big things. Like I've never bought myself a car and my car is the air conditioning doesn't work. It like makes these terrible sound when the car locks and unlocks. It's, it's just old, but it works and it's paid off. So I'm like, okay, but I would like to buy myself a nice car. What does that look like? Is that, do I want to do that more than I want to buy a house? What about investing in retirement? What about all the things are going through my head? So the short answer is I have no clue right now. I'm just saving as much money as possible and then I'll figure it out later. And if anyone has any tips, I'm fully down because now I have no idea. I think you should just rest and rejoice in the milestone you just hit because that's huge. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely, I want that for sure. But I also want a house. (laughs) But also, (laughs) I'm like in my own house tour, so. Yeah, right? Oh my gosh. Just wait for that content. That That content's going to be so lit. Sponsored and everything. I hope, honestly. Um, okay, well, we have four questions that we ask every single guest, which I did not tell you ahead of time. So, oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. okay, on the spot. Here we go. Pressure is on. Okay, what is something right now that you are currently binging or obsessed with? It does not have to be a TV show, it could be like a food, a podcast, a book, <laughs> a band. Binging, binging. Um, right now, I'm real deep on TikTok. I'm binging TikTok like it's, there's no tomorrow. Dude, but I'm like famous already. Like I have 34 followers on TikTok. <laughs> Literally three, four. Well, it's because I made one video of how I side slit my shirts and it just popped off. And people, there was someone that said like that I got out of bed for this so I could do this to all my shirts. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> that was really, that was really it. But yeah. Wow, TikTok, inspiration. 
binging TikTok. I don't really watch TV, so I've not watched anything. So really just, I'm a TikTok YouTube girl. I love it. I'm all about the TikTok right now, but I am not posting much content clearly. I'm just following and watching people dance. Yeah, it's so good. And what, and being jealous of, of you and Carly dancing all the time. <laughs> I know, one day, one day. One day, next time I'm in Dallas. Okay, next question is, what is something that you are looking forward to in the rest of 2020, which has not been great, but there are good things in it. So what's something you're looking forward to in the rest of the year? Rest of the year, I've been thinking a lot lately about Thanksgiving, not necessarily because of the food, but just like getting to hang with the family. I took the whole week off, which I never do. So I'm excited. I have no set plans, but I think it's just going to be chill vibes, which is clearly my motto of 2020 is just like chill vibes only. And so I'm very excited for Thanksgiving in particular, because I don't really have anything else. I mean, Christmas too, but that seems further, you know? It's pretty Thanksgiving, forever. Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving is it. Thanksgiving actually is my favorite holiday, which is such a good time. I think a lot of people are like big Christmas and birthday fans, which my birthday is probably tied, but Thanksgiving, there's no pressure of gifts. It's just eating and chilling. It's that's, amazing. That's all you need. Yeah. Okay. Next question is if, or what is something that you love about yourself? It can be physical or not physical. Just one thing you really love about yourself. I love that I can be incredibly goofy fun, but also very serious. And that I think, for the most part, I can gauge well on like when to read a room and be both. I think they're both really important. And so I'm, I'm, I feel like I can do both. You're good. Well. You're good at that. Like one story, you're like being good. <laughs> the next story, you're crying. So it's like, always. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. That's the beauty of following you. Um, okay, last question. Okay. If you could tell women one thing today, one little piece or of truth or nugget of wisdom, what would it be? In any area. Anything. Um, well, I immediately go to my, my top dating advice. Oh yeah. Good. Hit us. <laughs> Wait, now I can't remember. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, no, no. Which is my top advice is you should never have to convince someone why they should like you. Mm-hmm. That's like a big thing for me. It's like, if people like you, they'll like you. And if not like, bye. Bye. Boy, bye. Boy, bye for sure. Dude, that was good. Thanks so much for being on the pod. You're welcome. Happy to have it. I know you already shameless plugged yourself, but can you tell our listeners where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram at CaptivateOthers, C-A-P-T-I-V-A-T-E-O-T-H-E-R-S. I've never spelled that out, so that could be totally wrong. You did it so right and so fast. Like it it felt like you saw that up every day for your whole life. No, I was really thinking. So at Captivate Others on Instagram and on TikTok, if you want to follow me there, those are my two, my two, uh, my two mediums right now. Awesome. Well, I'll put that in the show notes too, but Bianca, love you. Can't wait to meet you. Love you Come on. <laughs> Maybe Thanksgiving. Wait, actually I'm going to cry. I'll be there. 
Okay, can't wait. Okay, see you Thanksgiving. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, bye. Bye, listeners. We'll